Welcome to Grow Up, the audio show gracing your ears, hosted by me, Taylor, and me, Jacqueline. Now that we're grown, we reflect on growing up, glowing up, and look at different industries, ideas, and people that need to grow the F up. We're talking back and looking forward with hope to a future that feels more like honey, led by people with a lot more heart. We serve up our pop culture analysis, real-life talks, and future forecasts, making predictions based on trends, sometimes data, and always our intuition. We def research our shit before looking into the crystal ball. So buckle up, and thanks for being here. We have a lot to talk about today. (laughs) I'm excited. This is the first episode where I truly just like have not written a single thing down. Me preparing is writing down some ideas, but... I feel like you've said this is all stuff we already know, so I'm just going off the dome. I have a couple things that are off topic okay. that I wanted to bring up first. I mean, I obviously want your response to what I'm about to say, but okay. let's go like rapid fire. So we're not going to go too deep. Okay. <laughs> first of all, the Netflix show. Is it cake? This is a bowling ball. And this is a cake. What? The show is insane. You are all here because you are all talented at making cakes that look like everyday objects. Oh my god. That's so funny that you said that. Have you watched it? No. Oh my god. You need to. Really? It is. It's everything. For real, it's so good. Am I watching it because it's like fun to watch or are you like invested in like the artistry? Where's your recommendation coming from? I just... Where am I entering this, I guess? It's literally all of the above. Okay. (laughs) I know we were going to do rapid fire, but just to touch on it, we started watching it and I told Justin, I was like, I would be really good at this. Like, I'm going to know which one is cake. And then we watched an episode and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be good at this. (laughs) Watch and we'll come back. Um, I don't know if this is happening on your TikTok live on your feed, but Mm -hmm. I am tired of seeing that guy peeling an egg. I have I don't been see seeing a guy. So he peels off like the white part of the egg so that it's just contained in the membrane. And I've only seen him, I think, twice. But interesting that you keep seeing him. I'm sick of it. I'll only ever watch if he's like on the last piece of shell. But otherwise, get it off my feet. I feel like I've only ever seen it when it's really early on. Like, he's just cracked a little hole in the egg. And at that point, it's like, I'm not invested at all. So I just keep swiping. All right. And then last but not least, Lady Gaga started the revival of the pink and green trend. Okay. Very, like... Chromatica. Is it, like, Bobby Mack or whatever? Like, 2006 pink and green? Like, the girly bedroom pink and green? Yeah. Okay. Those shades. Really, almost very Kelly green and a bright pink. Those are trendy. If you go on Zara app, there's a trend. Pink and green trends. Interesting. And, you know, it's been a thing for a while now. Green's been having its moment. There was millennial pink... But if you go look at Chromatica, came out early 2020. Justin called that summer the summer of Chromatica. So I, because I wouldn't stop playing the album. I guess I just didn't realize it was pandemic summer. You mm-hmm. posted on your Instagram, you were like, do you feel like the pandemic feels so long ago? 
And that to me is like the perfect example of it. Like that Chromatica came out in 2020 and that was for you, your pandemic summer. Like for me, the pandemic is like living in Oregon. So I'm like living in Oregon, listening to Chromatica. (laughs) Yeah, but she started it. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. And that's your take. Prove me wrong, people. This is... This is a challenge to all our listeners. <laughs> Prove me wrong. She's also started many other fashion trends. I think that's true. Lady Gaga is fashion in my mind. Lady Gaga probably wears designer fashion that we as the public have no idea yeah. about. You know what I mean? She's that level. This is making me think too. Kendall Jenner posted something today. It looks so early 2000s. It was like platform flip-flops and like kind of a mousy brown colored, almost like box brown colored hair dye. And just when you were talking about Lady Gaga, it made me think Lady Gaga wears things that are like a statement in our fashion and like we don't even get it. And that's how I felt about Kendall Jenner's Instagram post today. I get that it's cool, but also to me, it just looks like a little mall in 2004. (laughs) I feel that, but a mall in 2004 is kind of a vibe. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Speaking of the Jenners, I just saw Kylie's renaming her a baby. Also, like, what a tease, because she was like, just so you know, our son's name is not Wolf. But she kind of left it at that. Yeah, she's not going to tell us the new name, at least not for a while. I feel like I get it. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. I know it's bad to compare children to dogs, (laughs) but that's all I have. When I got my dog, it's like, I got to get to know you, bro. I've had a similar thought where when I think about kids, it's like, I do think that I would be the mom who's like, well, we want to meet the baby first before we share the name. But it's also, how do I say that and like not be annoying? My mom changed my name. I was born Randy, which is funny because that's your sister's name. Also my dad's name. So um, You're going to be named after your dad. That's kind of cool. It wasn't that. But I'm like, how is it not that? Like, I just don't. It might not just be that, but it's also that. Yeah, because it's like your name is Randy and my name would also be Randy. So, like, I don't really get it. But um, I was, like, born Randy. It was written on my birth certificate. And then my mom said that she just, like, took me out. And the nurses, like, within a week, she knew that was not my name. And because I was born on a holiday weekend, like, the paperwork was late. So she just, like, waddled into the hospital with me and, like, changed my name. I don't know if my mom did that. Like, I guess Kylie Jenner can do that. (laughs) You're the first baby wolf. I am. Like, I'm the OG wolf. (laughs) You're the OG. (laughs) That's funny. So none of those things are what we're talking about today. But would that not be Mm. our style? (laughs) Very true. That's just our new style. Yeah, it's very like top of mind, stream of consciousness. And then let's get into it. Let's go back. Close your eyes. I'm really taking this as like you're you're leading this journey because I like sharing when like a topic was picked by one of us. So this was a tailor picked topic. So I'm just going to let you guide me. I'm literally closing my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, just this part. This is the guided part. Take a breath. Okay, now imagine it's the early 2000s. You're sitting in front of your parents. No, we have laptops. We don't have desktop. Yeah. Maybe you have a desktop. I had a laptop in high school for sure. Okay, so we have laptops, right? Um, You're at a sleepover. We're pulling up YouTube. What (laughs) are we watching? Okay, go. Um, What are we watching? I remember parody videos, like maybe a Jenna Marbles video. It's me, bitch. Always Jenna Marbles. How are you? 
Do you remember Smosh? I was gonna say like Smosh. Fred. Yes. Do you remember Fred? Fred. I was watching Fred. Oh my god. Shane Dawson. There probably was a Shane Dawson video in there. That Muppet Harry Potter puppet show. The TikTok TikTok. I don't know. know I think there's like. I feel like there's something in there, but I just don't know if it's gonna come through. Hmm. What is that mysterious? Ticking noise. If you saw it, you would know. Shoes. Music Shoes. Video. Justin, I made him watch it the other day, and he had <laughs> never seen it. Josh and I have had the moment where we share each other's like middle school YouTube videos. I think it's like a pivotal part. They're kind of, of... embarrassing. Totally. You hope that They're just so whoever you show it to is laughing for the same reasons you are. Like, oh my god, I would have liked this too when I was like fourteen. Oh my god, did you ever see old Greg? Yes, you have. Yes. Right. Well, you know what's so crazy? I feel like if you don't know this, I'm going to be so excited to tell you this. The co-host of oh, no, I know British this. Bake Off. Oh, okay, dang. Well, <laughs> Josh and I figured this out together. Just <laughs> this last season of Great British Bake Off, the co-host, like the quote-unquote goth co-host, he is in the Old Greg skit. Old Greg is from a British skit show called The Mighty Boosh, which is hilarious. If you need to watch a clip from them, they have a David Bowie skit. It's like David Bowie comes to him in his dreams, and it's pretty funny. Their skits have actually been a trending sound on TikTok a few times. I've seen that, and I remember when those came up, that was like my first insight to like British humor. I was like, oh, across the pond. Yeah, and old Greg is like, the girls who get it, get it, and the (laughs) girls who don't. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a very particular humor. Mm-hmm. Justin won't be seen with me on Halloween if I'm dressed as old Greg, so I can't. <laughs> my dream Halloween costume. Maybe there'll come a time when just, like, the stars align and, like, he'll be in on the joke and you guys could really do it up. <laughs> I'll convince him one day. If I can convince him to marry me, <laughs> I can convince him of anything. Not even, but I think he could – I think no, Justin I would love a reason to – really plan out like a a fit i'll I'll let him know you said that and then he'll be into it okay (laughs) back to what we were watching on youtube and Mm -hmm. something yeah shane dawson's still around yeah and it was interesting like thinking about what i was watching when i was like 12 to 14 maybe I don't know. This is where you guided us to. Like, that's how old I am in my mind. I do think of Shane Dawson videos. And it's funny because I recently watched an analysis of his videos, which I shared with you. But watching them now, I still think they're probably funniest to that same demographic, that same age group, 12 to 14. Watching it as an adult, there was something about it that was just like, ooh, this is a little cringe. And also, I can't get over all the other things that have been said at this point. So who really is still watching these videos? Honestly, I don't know if that demographic is his demographic today because I feel like that demographic might be too smart these days for even those videos. Kind of like the Gen Z who sees through it and calls it out kind of thing. I mean, maybe like 14, 15, but once they hit like 16, 17, I I don't think that age group would be into it. 
but Shane Dawson, remember watching him, but I honestly can't recall, like, a single one of his older, like, videos, like, what his videos were even about. I mean, I guess he played a lot of characters, right? He did a lot of, like, weird character skits. I don't remember, like, seeking these videos out, but having since watched Shane compilation videos or whatever, there's a couple of his standout pretty racist characters that I was like, Mm -hmm. ooh, damn, I definitely think think I've seen one of those videos. I couldn't remember the name of them. It wasn't something I was following, but I was like, oh, this was on my internet. This is what my YouTube looked like. This was my trending page, was like Shane's videos. I know. The whole reason that I wanted to talk about this is because the internet is so fresh. YouTube just turned 15 this year or last year. There hasn't been a generation that's grown up with YouTube till now. They just got to be grown-ups, right? Like, if you started making videos when you were, like, 14, 15, you're now just 30, which 30, that's an adult, but that's, like, the start of adulthood in my mind. Yeah. You know? Well. (laughs) And 30 is still young, relatively, as far as That's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is, for sure. Okay. And so... It's really interesting now to see how people grew up in the spotlight, but in a very specific spotlight. Growing up as a celebrity was totally different then, and I think still is today. I think that gap is closing more with social media, especially TikTok. Video captures things differently than just photos too and so growing up as a YouTube star is a very specific thing (laughs) totally and I feel like I'm thinking about like two things specifically one you said it's different than growing up as a celebrity when you're a celebrity and you're kind of thrust into the public eye you kind of have this level of scrutiny in a way that society almost balances you out as much as you're built up like you're going to be knocked down Just with like tabloid media, whatever, I think the idea of things getting misconstrued in the media, there is a seed of truth in that. But when you're like a YouTube celebrity, when you're an internet star, like really the people who are watching your videos are the people who like your content, who are like seeking it out, who are following you, who are engaging in your content. So it'd be really easy to get stuck in this cycle where people are just like continuing to amp you up or continuing to like take your side. The people who are watching your videos like are your fans. That's a a pretty crazy thing to consider and to also realize that this is typically happening to like younger people online and that's like Mm -hmm. never happened before and these fans are totally new kind of fan totally that these youtubers are getting because if you're a celebrity and you're in the public eye you usually don't have like these hardcore stands like you do for youtubers If you're going to see a movie, you know, maybe it's for a specific actor, but half the time there's 10 more actors in it that you don't really care about, but you're still going to go see the movie. These YouTube fans are just so hardcore. And and in some way it's touching that strangers would go out of their way for someone. I think that's really interesting and unique and a cool side to humanity. On the other hand, some of them get a little obsessive and a little defensive and it's just interesting to me if these youtubers can get po boxes right and they have mail up the wazoo every single day and like i'll watch the haul video or the unboxing video like i I have wait have you ever sent anything to anyone though I don't think so. I've never sent anything physically, but I am one to like send a heartfelt DM. So like 
when I was younger, oh, I remember, yeah. like, I definitely think I've sent Jenna Marbles, like, a couple heartfelt DMs after she posted like, an emotional YouTube video. I've never sent anything physical. There was this one guy. I'm not going to name him. I think he made YouTube videos. I forgot where he was popular on, but I had a, a little bit of a crush, <laughs> and I sent him a love letter. Cute. <laughs> a love letter email. Yeah. In high school, so... You know, this is a judgment-free zone, so if you have sent a YouTuber <laughs> anything, no, we're not going to judge. Like I said, it's a nice thing. That parasocial relationship that they can have with their fans That's where they can actually thinking. interact with them and respond to them on basically a daily basis. You know, these YouTubers, once you're big into YouTube, you're not putting out a video even just once a week. It's sometimes more than that. And even these vlogger style YouTubers, which Shane Dawson kind of is that now. I guess he's also making content about, what is it, mysteries and conspiracies? Yeah, he's kind of had his own little but conspiracy series. There's people out there that will record anything that they're doing mm -hmm. and post that on YouTube. And they have fans and followers that want to see it. Are there certain people that I would like watch them eat dinner and like say whatever comes to mind yeah. i can't say no to that like there's probably a couple of people out there that i'd watch do that totally like those halls you know i'll watch them i'll watch them i want to know what people are sending i want to know <laughs> and it's funny because like i do think this parasocial relationship has never really existed this way you talking about fan mail existed like people used to send letters like people would like way back in the day people would like show up at your house they would just like go to the dmv and figure out where you lived but it's the whole digital aspect of and when you can see the more like intimate day-to-day mm -hmm. -day aspects of someone's life you do feel much closer to them than you would anybody else and it makes sense that youtube is really the first platform where you as the creator could create something put it online and just work things from a few different angles try out different things and basically find your community find your audience and then like they'll support you it can get really scary mm -hmm. i don't think we had really intended to talk about this but i remember a few years ago there was a youtuber who was killed by one of her fans at a meet and greet. She had like set it up to like meet her people, mm -hmm. to meet her community. And it was a man who had felt he had a more intimate relationship with her than they did in reality. And like that can exist too. There's multiple scary sides of it, I guess. These people that have grown up as YouTubers, I do have a level of sympathy for. Because, you know, I made some funny videos when I was in high school. If I was a full-time YouTuber and recording everything I did on the day-to-day, -day, totally. would there be some videos yeah. that I would be embarrassed of? The answer is, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be embarrassed. Well, and we're the first people to have to navigate that, too. Like, I was thinking, even the way people have recently, there's the trend of reposting your cringy middle school YouTube videos or clips on TikTok now. And, like, I mm -hmm. had lame-ass dance routines with, like, my friends that we recorded. Mm -hmm. Or there were many a school project book reports that I was like, I will edit a video. And the easiest way for me to save it was to upload it to YouTube. There is a lot of that content mm -hmm. out there for all of us and while I do think that there's a place for growing up learning and figuring it out Thanks. like some people have <laughs> some people too have like faltered in their YouTube persona having access to mm -hmm. all of this audience time energy and attention like 
it doesn't bode well for everyone. Yeah. And I think Shane Dawson is the easiest example for this because I think he's almost has like the most well-documented journey of exactly this. I think of the Paul brothers. I think of like Jeffree Star too when I think about... Well, Jeffree Star is an interesting example too because he's MySpace. And I'm interested too in everybody who's listening to this. I'm wondering, sometimes I feel like this is common knowledge and sometimes I think I'm very much living on the internet, but maybe even just to take like two minutes to give context, like Shane Dawson is a YouTuber who's been pretty big since like the platform came out since like 2008 and has really grown with the platform and had and continued to have a big audience like some people will wind up with a lot of subscribers but not a lot of views if you've been on the platform for a long time but Shane Dawson is kind of wound up with in a way in a situation of like maintaining relevant but with Mm -hmm. so much content online there's a lot of evidence of him doing and saying inappropriate things whether it be the sexualization of minors whether it be Mm -hmm. racially motivated whether it be like ignorant overall negative (laughs) what does it mean to like have Mm -hmm. all of this but still have a dedicated audience and there's a lot of people on YouTube specifically, who kind of have a laundry list of red flags, but still maintain relevance and still maintain an audience and still maintain mm-hmm. commercial success. Shane Dawson's story is very interesting. First of all, you know, I said I had sympathy for people who have posted embarrassing things online. There's obviously a line, and Shane Dawson has crossed that multiple times. But I think what's even more interesting with him is that it's been pretty recent, considering he had a podcast yeah, that actually captured a lot of those inappropriate comments he's made on the podcast with his friends. And his friend group has also okayed things that he said. Obviously, they were there. They're on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) Growing up as a YouTube star, I'm sure some weird shit develops in your brain and you get a twisted sense of reality. And in a way, you probably get stuck to that identity of the YouTuber you got famous off of being. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's hard to shed that and you probably get stuck there sort of developmentally. I also think as you have so many fans, your ego is just insanely inflated. You know, not that I'm a psychologist or going to diagnose anyone. They exhibit a lot of narcissistic personality behaviors. To your point, Shane Dawson is a person who had almost like a decade's worth of vlog channels, main channels, podcast channels, and it's kind of just coming up now. Another person who we're kind of like re-examining in an even shorter time is like David Dobrik. His videos were really Mm -hmm. big in like 2016, which weird but at this point that's like six years ago now Mm -hmm. and he's somebody who has been coming under a lot of criticism and critique and I would say under fire and rightfully so in my opinion he was like a big daily vlogger Mm -hmm. I was embarrassingly so now to admit but like I was into his vlogs there came a point when they got to be a lot he's very much the guy who was giving away a Tesla to his best friend who was jumping a pool Mm. in a Vespa and filling his friend's house with foam oh my god like clickbait was his thing but that escalated mm-hmm. and got to a point where one of his friends was life-changingly injured 
And to kind of see someone go from a golden boy of YouTube, it it was interesting to see his channel and see his success at that time. Just like so many accolades being pushed his way. He was on every Nickelodeon show to now within like about five years time, he has a friend who was struck against construction equipment at very, very high speeds and crushed his head. And that that he was operating. that, That David was operating and that he even like said like amp it up like he wanted it to be more dramatic he wanted it to be bigger and his friend will like forever have brain damage and his body is injured as well and he says that David didn't even so much as you know follow up or help with care or even ask if his friend was okay well to be fair he has paid for surgeries I did not know that but has he provided any support beyond financial No. And has he covered all of the costs of the surgeries? No. Has he spent, I think, like 17 grand, I think was the number that he even said himself, because I watched a video analyzing his body language. Oh, you told (laughs) me about that one. um, Yeah, I need to send it to you. It's wild. But it's also interesting, too, that David Dobrik and Shane Dawson are people that have claimed to be victims of cancel culture, right? They've been canceled. David Dobrik currently on YouTube has 18.3 million subscribers. Wow. And his most recent video has 5.8 million views. Wow. Let's check Shane. Do you know when it was from? When was it posted? Like recently? Two days ago. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Shane Dawson, 19.8 million YouTube subscribers. Recent video was a month ago, 3.7 million views. And these men claim to have been canceled. But also thinking like they're making money off of this. And to think about it for the David Dobrik situation, his friend's name is Jeff. Like I was very much watching David Dobrik's videos when Jeff got introduced. He was like the hot guy who cut hair. Part of David's success was the group of people he surrounded him with. And they were contributing to his videos and his views and that's his money. And so to think his friend who got injured, he basically got injured at work. So wouldn't you think if you worked with your best friends that you would like do everything you could to make sure they were taken care of and okay. I'm not trying to put that on anybody, but just that would be my expectation. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting too, we touched on earlier with Shane Dawson, like when he was making these comments, it was in a room full of his friends. It was on a podcast with his friends. His YouTube channel is centered around him, his partner, and the guy who films his videos. These people have like circles of people around them and when like shit goes down it just doesn't seem like they're taking care of them the way that I would think would be appropriate agreed and also it's because David Dobrik was not paying any of his friends to be part of his YouTube videos. that's crazy He's paying them in clout not dollars yeah yeah, yeah I mean how much he makes in like the 2020s this is annoying to say that clout does equate to money in some situations and circumstances but at the end of the day it doesn't like when shit hits the fan that's when you realize that like clout doesn't mean anything clout isn't health insurance and like clout isn't a savings account right exactly and what you said they're friends too as much as like they're not taken care of They also very much excuse a lot of these people's behavior, and I think Mm. it's because to some level there's clout chasing going on, especially to people that weren't there from the beginning, because how could there not be? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's definitely a level of once you're that popular on any platform, there's going to be people that want to leverage that. And if that means being your friend 
they'll be your friend and maybe yeah. they like you and maybe they don't but i think to a level once you're in that group especially these style of videos right and like what mm. you said a lot of it they're clickbait videos like yeah. I, the Pauls are very much clickbait videos, you know, and I think that's what Hype House. Was, I was gonna say, dead, I guess, is dead it's today. Those Hype are the House. kinds of videos they make. Yeah, and I embarrassingly watched the Hype House Netflix series. Me too. There's no shame here. It's more embarrassing that Netflix made a show on it than that we. It's watched societal it. commentary. I agree. Like Netflix made it. I was just partaking. Mm-hmm. Maybe this exactly. is a good place to like pause this convo like if people liked this conversation you should go watch hype house on netflix let us know on instagram and we could talk about it again or if you're like we have no idea what you're talking about we're not on youtube all right good to know if you're not on youtube it's very entertaining over there (laughs) if people aren't on youtube should do a video of like channels we watch on youtube or like what we like on youtube my current youtube subscriptions are probably fairly boring to most people yeah well i don't know maybe some people (laughs) here if you could put them in cleaning i was gonna say if you could put them in categories i feel like mine is very much like interior decorating and like internet commentary i think that's what i get scroll your feed right now okay (laughs) body language oh you like the body language yeah this guy Um, his name's observe you should watch him observe oh that's the body language guy Mm-hmm. Mine is what furniture to buy, glee analysis, uh, TV show analysis. Okay, wait, you read one, I read one. Okay. 20 genius home hacks that changed my life. The real problem with Shane Dawson. <gasps> Ironic. Sarah Jessica Parker breaks down 17 looks from 1987 to now. I've watched that one. I like that one. Um, mine is why we need more clean energy. Ooh. These 15-minute dinners will change your life. Ooh. Um, Claire Saffitz makes pancakes with sourdough starter. Why being environmentally friendly is a scam. I think that's enough, right? You guys get the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one to end on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's... It's facts. I already know it, but I'll probably watch the video still. Yeah, and I'll probably still do environmentally friendly hacks in 2016 i was almost a zero waste girly wow that'd be an interesting convo we could talk about zero waste yeah we should do you compost we kind of compost we're just getting started so i just started like fruit veggie scraps i now like set aside and it kind of works out because josh has a lot of sawdust so we like allocate the sawdust for the compost that is awesome we just got started again because at our old house we had a lot of compost um but we haven't set up our garden at the new place isn't california composting now i think they're supposed to be rolling that out yes cool i haven't gotten the new bin yet yeah this is kind of cool we have a yard waste bin here though Really? That is cool. Literally, I just found this out. Speaking of yard waste, like when people are raking up their leaves, I thought like, oh, well, maybe you rake up your leaves because they, I don't know, in my mind, I was like, maybe they rot under the snow. Maybe there's like a reason you don't want the leaves on the snow because I thought surely it cannot be better to put it in a plastic bag when it's just like naturally like leaves. But no, like the reason people rake up their leaves is purely for aesthetics. Like they literally put it in a bag and then it doesn't decompose naturally when it would just on your lawn. That makes no sense to me. 
Right. Like, who really cares about leaves on the ground? Yeah. I was, like, leaning forward saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel passionately about it because I work downtown Sacramento and people are always blowing leaves around and it's sometimes on windy-ass days with their leaf blowers. For why? Yeah. Just so I don't step on a leaf? Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. And maybe you want to be a little fall girly. It's going to disintegrate in like three days. Yeah. And maybe you want to be a little fall girly and step on the leaves. Yeah. Throw them in the air. Cute. Watch a dog run through a leaf pile. You know, yeah. I just don't understand. They dis- They literally disintegrate in like three days. Leaf them alone. <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. I'm sorry. Thanks for listening, Bestie. You can follow us here on Spotify and Instagram. Join our email list too to make sure you never miss an episode and stay in the loop on all the cool stuff we're doing. We do this all for you and just so little for us. So thank you so much for being part of our community in the chaos. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye, Jacqueline. Bye, Taylor.